This podcast was brought to you by Good Episode Productions. You like it. I'm still trying to find... I saw a review for this earlier uh-huh. that um, hurt me to read, but I'm just trying to refine it. This is just like Funny China. It's <laughs> <laughs> a really, really insightful comments on Funny China Real Country. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. You guys can keep talking. I'm just going to look. <laughs> okay. Hello, Janos. How are you today? <laughs> I did make the incredible discovery that I don't have to drink like cheap beer that i don't like uh-huh i, I can't just can, buy that's crazy the better that ones. They're like. not, yeah. yeah 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 it's that sort of thing you discover about wine when you're like i don't know 19 which is that you don't actually have to buy wine that tastes like shit but you can yeah. get wine that's like one pound more and it's like nice to drink <laughs> <laughs> it's a revelation i promise i swore to myself i would never buy wine less than like five pounds yeah. Okay. So you were really offended by George's four ninety nine last week. Well, no, because that that's basically five pounds. So that counts, I think. <laughs> and he yeah. knows it's good wine. That's if it's, okay. if you know it's good, then that's all right. But like, yeah. if you know it's probably bad, then there's no point in buying it. You're just you're just hurting yourself for no reason. Yeah, because the thing about beer is also I don't want to get drunk. Yeah. So I don't want to drink a lot of it. So you know. Yeah. I I, I don't know what it is about beer. It makes me feel more drunk than any other liquid alcohol probably not if i not then maybe not if i drunk straight tequila or something but like i have two pints of beer and i'm like okay i'm done i can't yeah but like two pints is a lot yeah well Mm. (laughs) (laughs) like you wouldn't drink two pints of wine yeah but that's because wine is seven percent or not seven percent i mean you might yeah exactly (laughs) well you might drink two pints of wine you might drink a bottle of wine which I've done not irregularly. <laughs> yeah. I feel like two pints is even a lot to drink from like non-alcoholic drinks. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. a lot of water. liquid. I would never drink two pints of water yeah. just one after the other. It's because it's got. I alcohol would drink in just it. like two pints of beer, and I do. Yeah. <laughs> regularly. Oh yeah, I know. It's 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 <laughs> just, it is that thing about beer that like you culturally have to drink more of it, like mm. not just one, mm. but. <laughs> Yeah, having just one beer is actually nice. No. <laughs> nah, it's got to... I feel like I'm at my peak um, ever when I'm like one and a half beers. What's the... What's yeah. the uh, one and what, three quarters beers what's, in. What's the... Um, what do you call it? Joke. The Mitchell, the Mitchell and Webb sketch joke where it's like everyone needs to always be on like slightly less than two drinks. And that's like <laughs> yeah. you're at the best place you could possibly be. <laughs> you're more charismatic. You're more like imaginative. Yeah. <laughs> but you're not drunk. None of the bad. So, yeah. <laughs> then you just... You get that oh. final like that two drinks down and then it's it's over you know you're in the bad place um mm. whenever i go to the pub with my parents and um they're like okay we get pints and then they're like but do you want another pint i'm like no i'll just take a half pint and they're like are you sure you don't want another pint i'm like i don't think i want another pint and they'll be like well we're gonna get you another pint i'm like please don't get me another pint and then they say half pint and the waitress <laughs> brings another pint anyway and it's like okay <laughs> might as well you can't win yeah yeah destiny i suppose Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pints is also an interesting. Ma- I, if you're like European and you're in like yeah, London, like, like I meters. have been a few times. Every time you, uh, every time you drink a pint, you're like really. It's gonna throw you off because it's like just slightly more than <laughs> slightly more than yeah. the half liter that we have usually. Yeah, that's what I yeah. go to Europe and I get like, a half liter and I'm like, 
Hmm, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's like well, the the step below half liter as well is also like less than half a pint, so it doesn't feel nearly like yeah, yeah enough to be a satisfying drink. But then, it, yeah, it always takes me by surprise. Those those tricksy Europeans, uh, yeah, <laughs> can't trust them with their foreign folk <laughs> with their metric system. system. Uh-huh. That we have half we sometimes adopted. use for certain things, but not yes. for other things. <laughs> yeah, pint is such a normal measurement uh, mm-hmm. to, to exist in exactly one country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I don't really think of it as like being just a UK thing, but I guess it they is. have pints in America, but they're a different measurement. <laughs> well, then they're not a pint. Yeah. Well, they're called they're called pints. They're just like I think they're twenty milliliters. No, twenty. Fluid, fluid ounces, oh. which is the same as what the fuck is a fluid ounce? That's what pints are measured in. <laughs> I don't know how pints are measured. I just know Flu- that there, ounce, there's, there's a pint ounce, and there's a half pint. Fluid ounces are the is... imperial measurement of uh, liquid. Yeah, because we All use right. ounces and fluid o- and fluid <laughs> ounces. I'd like three hands of beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Oh. One stone, whatever that is. <laughs> Stone makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Listen, if you're going to measure something in the imperial measurements for weight, yeah. just using pounds is ridiculous because I don't, <laughs> you know, having stones gives you some more categories. See, a fluid ounce, but- a US fluid ounce is 1 18th of a US fluid pint and 1 28th of a US liquid gallon or approximately 29.57 <laughs> milliliters, making it 8.08% larger than the imperial fluid ounce. But in the UK, I think it's 20. And I, 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 I honestly, I barely took any of those numbers. <laughs> I know, in. I know. The liquid gallon. I think the first liquid time I gallon. heard of gallons was like in a Garfield comic. Uh, I was <laughs> like, a haha, hat. funny joke. But I didn't understand what one gallon of liquid is. So, You know what confuses me? The measurement ton. Oh, there's two, though. There's a ton and a ton. Well, there's a ton, and then there's the abstract notion of a lot of yeah. things, which is a ton. There's like well, no, ton there's, there's two measurements. Yeah, there's a ton, and then tonne are different measurements of weight. Wait, no, they're not both actual measurements, though, right? I thought one of them was just like a phrase. No, they are both measurements. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, yeah, ton, a ton ton is an imperial measurement, and a tonne is a metric measurement. Yeah, that's what that's we. That's so are. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the- they're like yeah, metric things. ton makes a lot of sense. It's just like one thousand kilo. Yeah, kilogram. Okay. I mean, uh, and, uh, a short ton is a U.S. customary version equal to two thousand pounds, and a long ton is equal to two thousand two hundred and forty pounds. See, pounds is sort of doubly confusing, also for me, because I'm when you said that, yeah. I'm thinking like sterling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like pound sterling doesn't weigh one pound of weight, right? No. See, that would be great, except my my parents insist on well, my mum insists on having a um, uh, what do you call it? Scale. Yeah, a weighing scale with the different things on it, uh, mm. and we only have weights that are in ounces and pounds. So anytime something's in grams, I have to change it into ounces and then do the very precise measurement of the fucking weighing scale. <laughs> like we're putting the it's little like, things on. Um, it's like we, we've come up as a society with much easier measuring scales, like the one where there's a, like you put a box on top of a round mm, thing or the mm-hmm. one that's like electronic. And, and your mum said, no, um, 
We're going to buy literal <laughs> measuring scales like those in the Libra sign. Well, just, I've, oh, never, yeah, yeah. I've never had... I, I didn't have an electric scale until I like went to university and I was like, damn, this is so much easier. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, like... Hardware, oh hardware scale. <laughs> I mean, look, using this Victoria. Yeah. I think having the like Libra bronze. sign, like weighing weighing it out, sounds like a fun activity. Uh, yes. If you want to like waste a lot Teaching of time. Teaching kids in it. about like measurements. Yeah. But not for like, oh, I have to make a pasta yeah, in an yeah. uh, hour and a half, and. Oh no! I would say that in in like, some ways, my mum has a peculiar attachment to what I would call cottagecore aesthetic, not uh-huh. in like a knowing <laughs> way, and not like the knowledge of what cottagecore is, but in the way yeah. where she's like, "This looks nice, and we will have it in our house, and it's the same one that my I think it's my grandma's one, and we will use it forever, <laughs> and we will never get an electric <laughs> it scale does look because nice. we have this perfectly it's... good weighing scale." It's the same thing as having like those dial phones, right? Yeah, it's, rotary it's phones. Not like having just, a rotary phone. Rotary no, it is. They suck. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you try no calling anyone no on a rotary, a rotary phone. phone. It takes <laughs> years. We had one. Did you? <laughs> yeah. We had one, like. Okay. Everyone's uh, country is like, insane. <laughs> we had, like, we had like two phones in the house, and there was one in my parents' bedroom for some reason, and there was one in the hallway. Mm. And the hallway one was, like, clear plastic, and you could see the insides, and that was cool. And then the upstairs one was, like, a proper rotary phone and i tried calling people on it and it just took like a year to dial yeah. the number <laughs> yeah like the first time i like interacted with a rotary phone was like when i visited my grandparents cousins in romania <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> they had one <laughs> that was like the most fascinating thing as a child to like oh it's fun to like do this yeah. thing right like the same way it's i don't know it's fun to like squeeze Do those things in shit. the yeah. in the plastic things they package things in the, those bubbles bubble wrap. Yeah, the bubble yeah. wrap right like it's the same you child wrap your brother dish, up in, like, in bubble wrap and then you hit him with sticks as hard as you can to see if he can still feel it yeah he can if you, if you, if you actually have to call someone and you have to go through that that's a that's a whole different story and i feel the same way about like the weighted uh like well, if you have to use it regularly then it's like damn yeah exactly it's like yeah. an unnecessary time waste. it's a fun attraction but it's not yeah well the rotary phone as well like once you've dragged the number you have to wait for it to get all yeah. the way yeah, you back just, you, like, before you it, can you do it, it again go and it, like, is that how it works it comes back yeah. so if you're trying to call 999 Nine. yeah Nine. takes it's the longest Nine. <laughs> emergency yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm already yeah, on fire you're, you're by dead. that point. You like, <laughs> the police comes around and like shoots me again <laughs> just for safe measure. <laughs> World Environment Day on the same day, we find out that the white rhino is like actually extinct. <laughs> cool. Cool. <laughs> Love it. We went extinct to celebrate Environment Day. <laughs> it wanted R- to make R- a R- splash. <laughs> R.I.P. to thousands of real ones. That's a bit... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not a very nice note to start on. We live in interesting times. We live time. in interesting times. If there's anything that we can say times. is that we do live in interesting times. And it is a curse. Mm. Um, so I guess that's correct. You know the phrase interesting times is not like actually what it means. 
it's like the English version of a of a Chinese curse. Uh, but there's actually no like origin of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess so the some same guy made way it as up. like like uh, Arabian Nights isn't actually Arabian or whatever, right? Like. Mm. So the nearest related actual Chinese expression is better to be a dog in times of tranquility than a human in times of chaos. That is um, very different. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but very true. Yeah. It is true. Yeah, no, it was just invented by some British guys who said, the Chinese told me this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's got a real Chinese look. Um, yeah, I mean, like, to be fair, when I first read this as a baby child, uh, I have not, like, not only haven't read Edward Said yet, so I just couldn't have known. <laughs> yeah. But I, I haven't even heard of this interesting time saying. So for a while, I thought Terry yeah. made it up. No, he's too smart for that. He's going. He's yeah, going through so, his book of uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Brewer's Dictionary of Phase and Fable, and he's finding this, and he's like, "Ooh, an interesting <laughs> real Chinese phrase. I'm going to use that in mm-hmm. my next book. <laughs> my next book where I combine Japan and they're China. the same place. <laughs> yeah, they're the same place. They're vaguely in the same direction from here. Yeah. Chinese food, am um, I right? Chinese food, <laughs> am I right? Chinese food be like <laughs> listeners. Lumps. If you're if you're listening and reading along at home, I invite you to open up your companion copy of Aria and um, Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you have any Well should I introduce us? I don't know what we're doing. I'm yeah, we should, we should George isn't here. Ourselves. Sorry about that. He was too busy and he said he doesn't care about us anymore. Um yeah. he cares about his family more. Um, which is very rude because we're his uh, real neglecting family. his podcast yeah. family. Yeah, which is just fucking. It's implied. it's like he hasn't even watched the Fast and the Furious and just doesn't understand how family works. Family are those who look out for you, you know, yeah. like us. We exactly. look out for him by making him podcast with us every week. Um, yes. That's care. That's to show we care, not to like eat content out of his body. <laughs> Squeezing no. him like a dishcloth and getting all that like greasy content out of his body. Just, just like calling him up at night over and over again to say like you can't spend time with your family. You have to read rough, funny fantasy racism mm-hmm. books. You, know, you have to you do have it. To. And then he hangs up and then I call him again. You have to read about the very polite revolution of of the Chinese, like the real one. And um, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> Uh, okay, hold on. Let's let's introduce the podcast, yeah. I suppose, if we're going to start talking about this. I guess. I guess. I guess. Three, two, one. I want to be the first person in the game to say... F- I've never really got rinse when totally. Please buzz with Please. He's the character who started off the Discworld series. Most important wizard out of anyone I can see. He's a useful character to have around, but he's not one that I personally rate very highly. Rincewind is a top geezer. What can I tell you about Rincewind? Watch as they watch 
a Discworld <laughs> what they watch. <laughs> Who watches they watch? I wasn't going to mention that I made a mistake, but I know you... Okay. <laughs> Who watches... They watch the watch. Who watch the watch? Welcome watch. to Desert Island Discworld. <laughs> Welcome to Desert Island Discworld, uh, where we interview Terry and ask him what his what his like political opinions are. Um, <laughs> we interview Terry Pratchett's real Asian friends that he has. Yeah, all one of them. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Uh, Welcome to Who Watches the Watch, a podcast where we read and watch Terry Pratchett content. And this week we're reading interesting times. Also, this podcast, this podcast, this podcast today uh-huh. is hosted by three beautiful fireworks exploding in the night. Um, also, paper bags ready to start again, etc., etc. American Beauty, that's a bad movie. Anyway, I'm your host, yeah. Chaz. I we talk about it every week. We do. <laughs> we talk about the same thing every single week. You might as well just listen to the same episode every single week and you would get the same experience. Um, I'm your host, Chaz. And, uh, you know, this is, this is my gang. They're called the Silver Horde because they're really cool and we're going to take over a town and they're all old. I love them. Barbarians. Cool, am I right? My name is Genghis Cohen now. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> More like Genghis Chaz. Uh, Genghis Chaz, am I right? That's what... I don't want to be called. Uh. <laughs> Genghis can't handle me right oh. now. Um, hi, hi, I'm your host, Robin, and um, I've contracted food poisoning on multiple occasions from the same all-you-can-eat pan-asian restaurant um both times i decided to eat almost nothing but scampi so honestly like that's my (laughs) (laughs) it's a horrible restaurant though i will not go back Mm. uh and hi i'm uh your host janos and i look very patriotic if you're from the right country (laughs) what country is that (laughs) One that doesn't exist. <laughs> Look, yeah, I know so... the listeners don't see me, so you can just like imagine it. Yeah, yeah, Janusz could look like anything. Um, yeah, like I'm looking, I'm looking at Janusz in the camera right now, and I would describe them <laughs> as a medium-sized blue octopus, uh-huh. about three and a half feet tall. Only six tentacles, very disappointing. Uh, but there's like a ring on two, which are obviously the hand tentacles. Those are the ones that are used for like fine movement. Yeah. Um, and he's also wearing a chef's hat, so you can imagine <laughs> that and enjoy, yeah, enjoy been, that image. The, Get your clarinet out. This has been our segment. Chess creates a fursona for me. <laughs> that was Squidward, right? You were describing Squidward, not on purpose. Oh well, you did. <laughs> <laughs> like exactly <laughs> that's true that I didn't think of that great tweet I've seen recently where someone made a meme a relatable meme about how my friends in high school versus my friends now and my friends in high school is just like a ton of fish from Spongebob and then yeah. my friends now is just like Squidward like lying alone and not want to be bothered and someone quote tweeted that with there's no way you are friends with the real Squidward holy shit <laughs> <laughs> Really good, <laughs> very good. Yeah, that's true though. There's no way. No. Yeah, it's not possible. He, he, yeah, he doesn't have any friends. Him. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see. Yeah, because Squidward's hosting this podcast right now. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, SpongeBob so. is a loser. This <laughs> that's so rude. Um, this week we read the first third. I hate Krabby Patties. <laughs> oh, but I can't start eating them because I love them too much. I hate um, my job. Isn't isn't that relatable? It is relatable. All the it's kids watching relatable. it are like, I also hate my job. Squidward is <laughs> an is icon. Cool. Yeah. He's, he's, he's anti-work, which is good. Um, yeah. SpongeBob is like a little a little neek, you know? He's just a little SpongeBob is a obsequious scab. little, SpongeBob little is a bitch. Scab. Yeah, he's like, I love working <laughs> if, for if, my exploitative boss. Get some fucking balls, If Squidward tried to unionize the Krusty Krab... Um, SpongeBob would come in anyway. SpongeBob would scrap yeah. like immediately. Mm. He'd be like, "I just like working," and it'd be like, "Wrong." It'd be wrong. Squidward really is also the most likely podcast on SpongeBob. I think, like, oh yeah, yeah, besides, without a doubt. Although I reckon, I can see Patrick um, having like a Joe Rogan stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. I like to think of Pearl having like a call her daddy kind of <laughs> show. Oh my uh-huh. God. Pearl would be, like, big on TikTok, I think. Yeah. Can you imagine a Spongebob yeah. episode where it was, like, you know, the secret boss thing where they go and they have to, like, actually work in their, in their factory? But it was, like, Mr. Krabs looking at the, at the, I, the shack. That secret boss show, the fact that that's still running is insane to me. <laughs> like, that seems like it should be illegal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it feels like workplace my- surveillance, you know? <laughs> It is. Um, and then at the end, your boss is like, well, you worked really hard, Gary, I'm and points to the guy next to you, so I'm going to personally yeah. Yeah, give you some money. I will not give you a raise. I will not improve the... And it is just for I will you. not improve the, the, you know, the environment that my workers all work in, or my wages of the other workers who are in probably very similar situations, but I will give <laughs> you, the one who was on television, a thousand pounds. They're like, oh, um, I'm going to pay for your first year of college. Um, I'm not going to give you any time off work and I won't pay you for the time you'll need to take out in order to do that year. But, like, <laughs> aren't I nice? <laughs> do you think the faculty of the Unseen University, are they paid? Or do they just, like, live there? I don't... I think they just live there. I, like, I, don't, think, I don't think they need cause, money. Yeah, because they don't need money, right? Because everyone sees that they're wizards. Mm. Uh, so they just give them things. Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't know who like would being a celebrity. Who would even pay the unseen university? Like, yeah, do they like veterinary? Like, no. No, because they pay him taxes, but like taxes on what? <sighs> I don't know. Maybe one of them just knows how to create gold. Like, do people employ them? And they keep so him like locked stuff? up in the yes. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> who, who makes all the food for them? I guess is the question. The, the maids. Ourselves. Well, it's Mrs. Whitlow makes the food with the with the maid. <laughs> who pays for it? Uh, maybe someone. that's where all the taxes go. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, because they have this whole thing in this book where it's like Wrigley and Veterinary and the whole like tax situation where like the Unseen University is like they don't pay taxes, but they also don't kill the <laughs> the the <laughs> uh, the patrician or like they do pay a small uh-huh. amount of tax. But yeah, like where does they don't have income <laughs> unless they sell stuff? I guess they could like in they could they, they like in chat. They're the ones like doing summoning imps for like iconographs and stuff maybe there's a maybe there's a tuition for the for the students that they reluctantly have hmm mm. maybe maybe if there was a tuition on my magic school i would simply i would go simply in be so good impress in them the, so in the much interview. that they would they pay would give me, me money, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in my magic school all the work would be done by house slaves mm-hmm. 
Who would um, love to do who it? Are also elves. They yeah. have to pay them because they love it. They love to work. They love, they love it so much. It's actually genetically. <laughs> they're all little fucking SpongeBob's who just love to work. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, actually, you're the bad guy if you uh, if you try to try make to them the not work there because you take yeah. take away their rights to love being slaves. Mm. I love it. Okay, this week, <laughs> this week, <laughs> just hi, welcome to our hey, digital podcast. Where we can rant about Discworld. Harry Potter and Name of the Wind. Uh, you should okay, be used to this by now. Today we read the first set of interesting times, a book about uh <laughs> things. <laughs> He doesn't tell us what the theme is at the beginning, so we're gonna have no. to guess. Um, is there is there even a? Oh, it's about it's about fate and luck China. and yeah. chance, I guess. Yeah, it's we have a classic classic rinse wind setup, which is where rinse wind is always like you know at at the uh, at the beck and call of Lady Luck, who like you know controls him as one of her main pieces, which is why so much happens to him. Which is sad that he doesn't know because it might like make him feel a little better somehow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think if he knew, he would die. Yeah, yeah, it would. Le- she'd leave him. She like wouldn't be able to use him anymore, and fate would just kill him. Um, mm. Yeah, so it's another. I do think. Mm. I do think Lady Luck is probably quite sexy. Yeah, <laughs> I also think that. I feel like the gods like are health. probably quite sexy because they can probably like look however they want to. I don't think Io is sexy. I think Offler is also like a crocodile. Yeah, so he's yeah. sexy. The original furry. <laughs> It's scaly. He's just like buff. Yeah, he's yeah. like a really, really. He looks like Giga Chad, but like with a crocodile head. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like any of the like um, buff predators in Zootopia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he just walk- yeah, it's got like a triangle body. God, Zootopia. Yeah. Mm. Great um, <laughs> movie. We love. Cops. Speaking of racism. Speaking of racism. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this is a Rincewin book, as you are no doubt aware, dear listener, having read every single Terry Pratchett yeah, book. I hope you're reading along. I hope, I especially hope with this one. Yeah, yes. <laughs> this one. You know, we've Best been dreading since this. Eric, honestly, we've been dreading this book for a while. Yeah, um, I don't think it's, it's been it's that been bad. This dark cloud on the horizon. Yeah, it's. I don't think it's gotten anything like awful so far. It's mostly just the same sort of stuff as like. You know, other Rincewind books. Look, it's not as bad. <laughs> it's not as bad as sorcery. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah. to be like the judge on racism, or, yeah, or not like, to like pat Terry on the head to just be very wow. racist, but not incredibly awful. You're just racist, being less racist, slightly in a different way. There's like nuance in this racism. <laughs> it's less. I'm trying to remember what the sorcery one was. That was when they were in Niger. That was the Niger one where they were in Clatch. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. That was very racist. There's no racism on the disc, though, so it's fine. No. <laughs> just speciesism. There's just speciesism, except when there, it's convenient for there to be racism and we need to, like, mention yeah. that. Um, I think my... Yeah. There's no racism, but everybody hates foreigners. <laughs> yeah. It's the universal experience is just being suspicious of foreigners. Um, everyone has fun Chinese names, um, apart from yeah, the, that's the... the McSweeney's. I don't know, my biggest take on this book is that it could have been good if he just like makes it a fantasy country and not make it makes it on purpose fantasy Chinese there's, there's enough that's different where it could right? just be like a, a, a place but, uh, he, but yeah. then he just wants to make fun references so he has to like do that <laughs> yeah yeah like it's like you know like um like the place in the first Rincewind one you know the one where they build the scary fish 
that goes well the fish thing that goes into space and yes yeah like that I was like a that. completely like a pretty much invented you know society that was like spooky and you had stories about and you didn't have to model that on like an actual country yeah because he was first jokes. he was just like spoofing like the like dungeons fantasy. and dragons fantasy worlds uh, and now he's spent spoofing real worlds. Yeah. But like I I feel I think there there's been a shift like after after Light Fantastic or Equal Rights, but like pretty early where where he started. I guess maybe in Sorcery, maybe that was the first one where he tried to where he did a real con- real like fantasy orient or whatever fantasy mm. the Middle East. Uh Eric as well. I didn't think because Two Flower didn't wasn't like he was just like a guy. He was, he was just, just like a, a guy. Weird, like, he was just like a weird guy. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't an Asian at stereotype. This po- at this point, it's. Spoilers. Because uh, I guess he. I guess it's not fully revealed that Two Flower wrote uh, what I did on my holidays. But It, it is. is. Oh, it yeah. It definitely is. Yeah, it he is. Reads it he when just he's doesn't. In the pub. Say, I, I don't think he says the, the name Two Flower. He's just thinking back at like that guy yeah. with the glasses. Not the that guy with the glasses. <laughs> <laughs> what if Two Flower had like a YouTube channel where he did bad reviews? <laughs> uh, let's do a plot overview and then we can okay. talk more about this. Yeah. Okay, so mostly at the beginning of this book, uh, the petition has received a. I have to not look at you when I do this so I can access my memory portion. Because <laughs> if I look at you, I won't be able to remember. Yeah, I know how um, it works. I am distracting. Yeah, it's it's the beauty. Um, <laughs> the patrician receives a message from one of the families. I think he doesn't know exactly who from, from the counterweight continent, um, which, you know, you don't hear a lot from them because they're like an isolated country. But, you know, there's, there's spies and there is, you know, there's secret messages, uh, diplomatic stuff. Um, and the note says that they have to send the great wizard, but wizard is spelled with two Zs, which... Has that even been mentioned that his hat has says wizard on I it? I think in sorcery, yeah. Was it in sorcery? In in, in I don't even both remember the color it. of magic and sorcery. It's all over it. I, I swear it wasn't in color of magic. I feel like it, I feel like it wasn't it is. In... It's in like color of magic, sorcery, like fantastic, and I still and I think probably in Eric. Yeah, like I think I think yeah. maybe not in the color of magic, but definitely. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it wasn't in the first one, but mm. either in the light fantastic or this, but but by by the latest in sorcery, I think they okay. brought up the double C thing. Okay, so he yeah, so they have to send the great wizard. So he gets Rigkali there and tells him that he has to send the great wizard. And Rigkali goes, ha, 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 I could send the dean. He's pretty great, as in big. Um, and His then star. he'll be away, and he'll be in like he'll have issues. And I would love that. That would be very funny. I hate the dean so much. <laughs> <laughs> So he goes back to the to the university and he's asking them about it and he's like, okay, Dean, you want to go to the fucking counterweight continent? And he's like, no, I do not want to do that. Um, and he mentions the great wizard thing and the librarian brings a hat, which is Rincewind's hat that he left behind. Um, and they they all remember Rincewind, apart from Rickley, who doesn't. And there's a, some very funny mentions of like the events of sorcery, where like they're all pretending that they weren't involved and they didn't do anything. Is... Um, apart from Rickley, who genuinely wasn't <laughs> he there, just wasn't there. <laughs> that bit was pretty um, cool. Um, they remember Rincewind, and we cut to Rincewind, who is um, on an island, uh, being hunted by sharks. But the sharks are always eaten by the luggage or dragged ashore and jumped up and down until they die by the luggage 
and they decide to basically transport him by magic to the university using calculations from Hex, the wizard computer that Ponder Stibbons has made, which has gotten bigger and more complicated, and he's kind of worried it's sort of building itself. Um, like Roko's Basilisk. Um, uh, and so they managed to transport Rincewind to the university, uh, just as some hot nubile women approach him and ask him if they can, like, if he can help them repopulate. What is that about? I just thought that was very funny, I thought. <laughs> Cause, um, because there's this whole running thing that Rincewind really, really wants potatoes. And he misses potatoes more than anything. And so he gets really confused, like, by his, like, wants and desires. So when these, like, hot ladies approach him, he's like, are they offering me potatoes? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, even later, his brain is still confused. He's like, those, those nice young ladies wanted to give me potato. Um, <laughs> and they're like, you may be wondering why we're all sexy and also yeah. white. <laughs> And it's just like, it's just a freak of genetics. <laughs> that bit was incredibly absurd. Like if It was really funny. That's if some, like, more of, of the Rincewind books would like lean into that thing, yeah. they would be better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's just like in, straightforward just into... parody, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of it is, but like very much so. Um, but he gets transported back to the university. He goes a bit mad. Um, he's happy to be back. He eats a bunch of Dibbler sausages and like runs around Sitter Square for a bit. <laughs> Until he like falls unconscious and someone hits him. Uh, That's a classic the bit. Guild. Yeah, and he wakes up and he's in his bed and he's like, "Damn, this is the unseen university. Wow, I'm so happy to be here, but I just know at any moment something bad's going to happen. Someone's going to do something to me." Um, <laughs> he's not wrong. Yeah, and they're like, "Uh oh, Ricky's like, oh, Rincewind, you have a hat that says wizard, but you're you never passed any exams, so you're not a real wizard. You're a fake wizard, and we could torture you and put you upside down, and you you know you're not allowed to pretend <laughs> to be a wizard." And he's like, "Oh, but I am a wizard. Being a wizard is all I've ever been." Um, and he's like, "Oh, if you do something great for the university, we can give you uh, the honored title of wizard." So you know. Uh, this is another great bit because he's like, well, you have to pass some very hard exams or mm-hmm. pay us a, you know, go through all the procedures, uh, have to do some really advanced magic or do a great service to wizards. Do a great service to wizards. And he's like, Would I'm pretty sure I've saved the world like twice. <laughs> but they weren't but there they were, like, oh, I wasn't there, so. Yeah, he did. I feel it's, so uh, bad for Rincewin. I want him to be just like left alone. This is why this is why his book is so frustrating because we've had you know we've had Rincewind in the early books, right? And they were like very much very different type of book than what this world has become. Mm. And now Terry comes back to like his first character, but like at a point where he has already established this like much more. Uh, nuanced uh, or like much more uh, lived in world of Ankh-Morpork I guess and the Unseen University he has established like a wizard society where it's like not just some random wizards but the characters mm. we know mm. and then he brings Rincewind back to it and th- th- these are the parts these parts of the book work great while while Rincewind is like around these new yeah. wizards that yeah, I like the wizards. we, we, we haven't we seen now. him interact with yet yeah, it's fun. It's like, ah, oh, we got this wizard gang and this wizard friend and we're going to yeah. put them together and you can be like, ah, oh, they're all wizards. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> but then they're like, no. I mean, because they'll, they'll do more of that in Last Continent yeah. as well where they'll 
they will they won't interact that much, but they will be in the same book, having sort of separate plot lines. So I guess you know you could just like, oh, I want to put the wizards in again, but I've also got another wizard, yeah. so I could just make a fully wizard plotline. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so he agrees to go to the counterweight continent because you know he speaks a language and you know he he knows some stuff from like Two Flower, and he's like, I guess I'll go, but he knows it's gonna be terrible. Um, and they have to transport him using magic again, using like weights and stuff. And Ponda gives like a description of like um, quantum theory briefly. Uh, <laughs> it's quantum. It's quantum. It's quantum. And um, yeah, he's like, we can't observe how fast you're going and where you're going at the same time. Um, yeah, and Rinson's like, do you have any advice? And he's like, be afraid, be very afraid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're trying to find something that's like a bit lighter than him, but in instead what they get is like a cannon. It's like a firework cannon, so he hits the ground very hard. And he's in the counterweight continent, and then we sort of leave the wizards behind from now on, I think. And it's just it's just fully Rincewind's story. We get Yay. cuts to uh isn't is it Miss It's uh Lord Hong? Lord Hong. Could be a good character if he wasn't he didn't have a racist name. He's a classic Lord Hung in the country of Hung Hung. Yes, yeah. in Hung Hung. Well that's the city I think, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's the classic um he's a classic Terry evil evil guy character. Yeah, he, he really he's is. like the same as most of yeah. the other evil guy characters. He's what he's like, Oh, I want nothing more than to play chess with that Vesinari like, like, oh, bloke. Which be, could be I'm cool. just a twist I'm a twisted gentleman. I like, like to do scheming. I, I think the I, <laughs> the idea of there being like this this guy who is like at a different place, but he just like knows about Ankh Pork from from hearsay and he really wants to play chess with Vetinari. That's a cool idea. Yeah. Um I wish it wasn't drenched in all the racism, but Yeah. Yeah, because this whole thing is, like, so there's these families. This is part of the game that the gods are playing. There are these families, and they're all, like, vying for the role of emperor in on the counterweight continent. Um, they're, like, mm-hmm. warlords sort of thing. Uh, and this guy, Mr. Lord Fong, uh, is the smartest one, and he's sort of, like... Basically, he's f- helping a revolution because he wants to... Go to war with Ankh-Morpork. And that's like his ultimate goal. Because they don't have much like connection with outsiders. They sort of fight among them- amongst themselves. But he wants to go to war with Ankh-Morpork so he can like take it over and be there instead. And to do this, he's fermenting revolution in order to make Ankh-Morpork seem like a sinister sort of foreign presence, I guess. Which is, you know, not inaccurate for like stuff that people do. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, yeah, so he's been passing around, like, this pamphlet, which we later learn has been written by Two Flower, called What I Did on My Holidays, <laughs> which is about his time in Ankh-Morpork, uh, just, you know, doing stuff in the free in the free country of Ankh-Morpork, where you don't mm-hmm. get punished and stuff, and you can be rude. Um, and this is, this is like the revolutionary text. And this is why he sent for Rincewind, because he's mentioned as the great wizard in the in the pamphlet. So they want him to be a revolutionary leader. But he knows that Rincewind is a shit wizard and he just like wants to fuck up the revolution. I'm very unclear about like the exact nature of his plan as it stands. <laughs> yeah, when you were describing that, that wasn't how I'd pieced it together in my head. Mm. But 
I think is probably more accurate. I'm not really sure. Well, because there's a bit he talks to Lord Fang, and um, Lord Fang's like, ah, Ang Morpork is so sinister and scary. Well, we should wipe it off the map. And he's like, aha, you have fallen into my cunning plan. <laughs> um, I think. But, you know, yeah. we'll see more as the plot develops. Um, Look, it makes about as, sense, as much sense as, like, anything. It's a Terry Pratchett yeah. plot. <laughs> where you're like, ah, yeah. <laughs> I okay. sort of get some steps here. Um, I feel like it's weird, because some of his bo- books do feel really tightly plotted. Mm, yeah. And, like, really, like, closed. Sometimes yeah. he cares. Sometimes he yeah. I don't know what his, like... Yeah, I don't, I don't know what his motivations towards this Rincewind book were. I don't like, know why he would bring back Rincewind. Like, was there so much popular demand? Maybe maybe people wanted to see him again, or he was like... I don't know, maybe that's I when... Know. When did the computer games came out? Uh, I guess... Discord... I don't know. Because, like, those had Rincewind. They, they, they came out in 95, 96... Uh, and this book is from this book is from '94, so maybe maybe he got the deal to make the, or they they just licensed. Uh, this is my conspiracy theory. They just <laughs> licensed the first Discord computer game, and that had um, that had Rincewind as a protagonist. So the, mm-hmm. they like asked him to bring Rincewind back in his books also. So do you want to um, hear people remember him? Do you want to hear what Terry Pratchett said about the book? Please. Yes. He, he says the concept behind the novel was it'd be easier for people to read interesting times than sum it up. But I would say that one of the things I wanted to develop in this story was a strange way in which revolutions can turn into tyrannies. People struggle to overthrow tyrants and <laughs> suddenly find they're ruled by the government once again. And popular <laughs> uprisings don't stop often to ask common people what it is they need. That is something <laughs> Terry likes to write about is how revolutions actually don't have no use and people rebelling is going to just turn into masses doing whatever well yeah he kind of he kind of hates the yeah. mob mm. like the people at large but he also hates the government so I don't know what yeah. he's like <laughs> I don't know what he's putting for it here. so it's both Anarchy? bad yeah I don't know he's not he's not offering suggestions I don't know no, no. there is no suggestions yeah. Or he's not not offering solutions. I mean, like yeah, there's... like the whole thing is that like revolution is kind of silly and doesn't really work sometimes. But also the way that these people in this book are doing revolution in a very polite way is even stupider. Yeah. Mm. So what is what's the answer? Did we? Well, because because they're like Which being controlled it? by the they've been controlled by a shadowy uh, <laughs> a shadowy uh-huh. figure who's secretly funding the revolution. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh. He's, he's, he's funding he's funding the leftists you see because he's a, a billionaire have you finished the plot mm. summary or? no okay uh, let's do that first yeah so uh Ritzwin's now in the counterweight continent and his storyline is basically he is threatened um he is saved by cohen the barbarian who recognizes him um, and Cohen takes him to his hideout, whereas like a bunch of other old barbarian men who have like banded together to form like a, a horde of like oh, old great barbarian bit. men, and they're all like, yeah, they're they're all like past their prime. And there, there's one guy there called Teach, he used to be a teacher, but now he's like a barbarian because he wanted a, an easier job. Classic character. 
classic character Teach. I kind um, of like him. He was fun. He's not the worst one of the. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, there's you know there's some fun jokes about barbarians. <laughs> um, yeah. Mm. I yeah. Well, I mean, we'll get onto that. I guess. Um, yeah, and then. Rinswin's like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna do what? And they're like, oh, we're gonna steal something. It's in the it's in the capital city, right in the center. And Rinswin's like, yeah, but you're all really old. And he's like, yeah, I yeah, no, we've got loads of experience. <laughs> it'll be fine. It might take a bit longer because we might have to kill all the guards, but um, it'll be fine. And it'll be good. Yeah, and then Rinswin's like, mm, maybe not. So he runs away. Uh, Teach gives him a pamphlet, which is what we did on what I did on my holidays, but he hasn't read it yet. He ends up. There's some stuff with like the peasants, where the peasants are all very like cowed, and you know they don't look at people and horses. So he like tests it out and asks them to give him food, and they do, and get, he, they give him all their gold, and then he feels bad and like gives it back. Yeah. Um. Rare, rare Rincewind empathy moment. I think Rincewind does have empathy. Yeah. <laughs> this is the thing about Rincewind. I I like Rincewind. I don't always loved the storylines around Winswin. Yeah. Yeah. But I like him as a guy. He just seems to be like He's just a guy. That's he's why, just a guy. Yeah. That's why Terry can't write him, because he is just a guy. Yeah. Just a dude. We hear he's like he's covered in terrible scars from like being in the dungeon dimensions. Yeah. And Wrinkley's like, oh but they're mostly on his back. So it's kind of fucked up. <laughs> this guy's like was- fucking been through it, you know? <laughs> Off camera. <laughs> yeah. We didn't have to see any of that shit, but it was bad, presumably. Yeah, and he, he rides away, he reaches... A, I think he, he's found by some guards reading the pamphlet, and they, like, you know, they're, like, maybe gonna kill him or put him in prison, but some voice tells him what to do, and he manages to escape. Um, mm. And he he hides by being... pretending to be an exam invigilator, and then <laughs> runs away, <laughs> and then... Eventually, it ends up at like a pub where they have food, and he gets some food, and then one of them knocks him out, um, and he realizes that Two Flower wrote the pamphlet, and that it's about him and being in Angmorpork. Um, I think that's basically where we are. Yeah, yeah. I read a little bit further on, but I don't think anyone. I'm gonna did. just read you. So I'm. I think we can pepper out some of the Goodreads reviews throughout More the episode. Bad reads. Bad reads. More like, can't read. (laughs) (laughs) More like read and Read and didn't understand, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this one is a review. It's a... so again, this is one of the ones where I was like looking and all of the one star reviews were like, this book was racist. Yeah. And it had like a really off color rape joke in it. Uh Uh-huh, it did. Uh... And that, that, so I was like, yes, all of these one-star reviews are correct. <laughs> um, so I, I don't think it's a one-star star book, but yeah. I would yeah. say, I would say it's one-star, I'd just say it's, like, not great. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not great. Their criticisms, however, were correct. Yeah. Um, but I just <laughs> wanted to read um, this five-star review from 2014, um, which has, like, a paragraph kind of explaining... What happens sort of says the fictional Agatean empire, the amalgam of different aspects of Chinese and Japanese culture and history, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then it says, 
is kind of a backhanded compliment, loaded with references to China and Japan, such as Terracotta Warriors, Sumo Wrestling and Origami, this would make a challenging but enjoyable story for high-ability Key Stage 2 readers. That, by the way, is like year six, <laughs> or like, you're, you're like 11. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, the references to this increasingly dynamic part of the world could be used as launch pads for studies of East Asian culture and history, while the book itself, filled with Pratchett's enjoyable and very funny send-up of fantasy novels, like The Lord of the Rings, could not but help encourage any reader to explore the rest of the Discworld series of books. To read this and be like, they should teach this to children in school as a way of learning about Asian culture. It's like, no, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, if you if you read this in sixth grade, you're either not gonna get that it's about. I did read it in sixth grade. Asian cultures, or I, I, I did, did get I that. Did, it, I did, I did get, get that, that get that it's about fantasy China, yeah, because it's the city is called Hang Hang. But yeah, you'd you'd either gonna be like, haha, funny. Yeah. Asian people, Chinese food. I definitely have heard of Chinese food. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or, I don't know, like, it's not, you can't... You, <laughs> Terrible way of teaching a child about Asian well, it's, it's culture. It's not a real, yeah. I mean, this is I mean, it could be, real culture. It could be read as, you know, you could, you could see it teach- as, like, teaching people about, like, why stereotypes are bad or whatever. Like, showing them as, like, oh, racist book. But Yeah, but I don't think that that's what a, six, a year six would necessarily take away yeah. from it, even if you told them that. Because the book is explicitly, like, isn't it funny? Mm-hmm. They, do, yeah, it's not- they do poetry exams and they have fireworks. Yeah. It's all very silly in comparison I think to it's- our... Western like, more pork yeah. traditions of just which, getting which on is with which things. is bad, but it's free, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. They have this. Yeah, I, I just noted there's this line because you said it was for kids, where it goes, where it's a footnote. Where he goes, kids, only very silly wizards with bad sinus troubles, but do this. Sensible people go to a roped off enclosure where they can watch a heavily protected man in the middle distance light with the aid of a long pole, something that goes fzzz, and then they can shout hooray. Which <laughs> I just thought so was a fun firework safety note in the middle of the book. And see, that is fun, but it's like, Terry's like, I'm going to include this firework safety note for kids in the middle of this book. Um, and then, like, 40 pages later, I'm going to include a rape joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it did literally have a Epic. rape joke. That's bad for sixth graders. That's true. Like, it wasn't even a particularly well-constructed joke. <laughs> I don't know why it was there. <laughs> no, it, it, it's, it's meant just to like, show oh, that they're old barbarians do this and he dreams of going back to the ways of being a young barbarian and doing all those kinds Mm. of things Mm. and isn't it funny that he's old and can't do those things anymore Mm. it's just a really bad joke and it really soured this reading experience (laughs) (laughs) it's just like this a wasn't funny b did he do that in sorcery as well huh yeah that also a rinsewind book well he also keeps talking about like grebo yeah, um, Kribo being a rapist, yeah, which is also, yeah, yeah. like... He's a cat. He's a cat, yeah. Just, it, I just don't like it. I simply it do not think bad. it's funny. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, with the Cohen bits, I was like, first I was like, oh, nice, Cohen. We like him. <laughs> um, and then I remember that the last time we saw him, he married, like, an 18-year-old. 
She wasn't even 18. She was like 16 or something. She was 16, yeah. But we okay. were like, oh, I wish she'd at least. Then they made yeah. her 18 in the in the. Made her 18 in the movie. That wasn't the last time we saw her. Oh no, that was was that the last time we saw them? It yes. was the last time we saw her because she's not in Eric. Um, yeah, and she's not in Sorcery, and it's kind of like weird. I think this is another one of the things that came up in a couple Goodreads reviews where they were like, "Why doesn't Rincewind ask Cohen where Bethan is?" Mm. It is interesting because because there's because this book is such an explicit sequel to Light Fantastic specifically with the two flower thing like that's yeah unusual yeah. thing for Terry to do to like uh, especially from such an early book to to uh, bring yeah, back so I thought we were just never gonna mention two flower again don't worry about it yeah or but or luckily... do it the way he did like Mort and Isabel in soul mm. music they just died off screen yeah. <laughs> he plunges off a cliff going father father um, it's about luckily, their child now uh, the, the course of true love brings <laughs> new flower and rinsewind <laughs> back together i did but like didn't to have see to be it. like, like this. I, I like to have rinse flower content of course you know yeah, we love rinse flower just not like this <laughs> <laughs> And the same thing about Cohen, like, he'd be such a fun character in theory, but he keeps being dragged down by Terry putting some of the weirdest, some of his weirdest sexual hangups. <laughs> he puts them all on <laughs> Cohen. <laughs> it makes him an unlikable character. Makes him just kind of a creepy guy. Otherwise, <laughs> the idea of having, like, this crew of really old barbarians fun idea <laughs> you know yes it is <gasps> i was excited yeah, I think... for it but you had to yeah, put that rap chalk in there i can't remember how it plays out at the end of this one but they they are far more central in the, um the last oh hero. they come back yeah and the, what they're yeah, about yeah. The la- in the last hero is all about them oh, yeah. um giving fire back to the gods which i haven't read oh. but i heard it's good um in the form of explosives yeah <laughs> It's, Maybe uh, that's it's, it's why people like Cohen. I don't know. Mm, I mean, I think most of the time he's just like funny, I'm an old a man. funny old man. Yeah, which is funny. Old men are funny, so mm. old people are funny. Old people, it is funny when people are old. It's funny when they they're old, but things. they still want to fight. But they still want to, yeah. They they do what us young people he's like good to at do. Fi- he is still good at fighting, and he's like, oh, he is fighting man. which is also funny. Like that's that's kind mm. of funny how he's like so good at fighting. I guess um, he's still got it. Mm, yeah, yeah. Do we want to talk about? Do we want to stay stay on the counterweight continent? And talk about the? Or do we want to talk about the wizard? The wizard bits. We can talk about the wizard bits a bit. Uh, a little, because yeah, that's in the beginning, and then we come back to that. Get the start. So I just wanted continent. to say a, a joke that I found incredibly funny is a footnote about Wrigley being a rower, but because you can't row on the ank, they have like special rower's shoes, and they just run really <laughs> fast on the river. They have to carry the boat. Yeah, like it like wears down the soles of the shoes because it's so acidic. Incredible. That's, see, that's fun. That's like. I like the wizard bits in this. They're really flavorful. Yeah. They're like they they fucking oh, hate the luggage so much. <laughs> yeah, they're all fucking terrified of it. Which you know, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. And that was another thing we saw in this book. There's more luggage. Yeah, is, there's gonna is... be yeah, there's gonna be a lot of luggage content in this book. Yeah, 
I do love the luggage. You're going to love the shit. You're going to love the plot line that the luggage has. <laughs> <laughs> is it less horny or more horny than the luggage's plot line in Sorcery? Which was just like the, the same to horny. <laughs> 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 like similar. <laughs> I suppose now that the luggage is around his own mm, kind. Yeah, you're, you're sort of you're sort kind. of getting the gist oh, yeah, of it. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it's gonna be. See, like, that's oh, also find not to another suitcase to mm, hump. Yeah. Not to talk about the racism bit, but that's why. I think you're allowed. But but that's also why I'm like, why did he? Why did he even make it about fantasy China? Because like a continent where they have uh, wooden chests so that have a murderous wooden chests that have a ton of legs. Like that's not that's not a typical that's the Chinese, thing. That's that typical Chinese trope about yeah, right. with lots of legs. like you look in the artwork that the western painters do and always there is the same box with the little legs (laughs) i just wish he hadn't stopped doing that bit from the early books where uh where he's just making up new fantasy places and now he has to he has to make every single place place on a discord an analogy to a real life culture yeah, because yeah. he wants to be like relevant. He wants to make like relatable jokes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not in like, 1994, funny? he's like, isn't that funny? Isn't it funny how in China, uh, there's a wall. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have that in Where's the UK. Yeah. We don't have a big wall anywhere in the UK that separates two different places in the UK. I mean, to be, be fair, he does say that other cultures also have walls, <laughs> and they're all spiritually the same wall. Okay, um, that's fair. Then. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I think I missed that bit. Yeah, I mean those bits where he's like trying to, he's trying to do some politics stuff. Like it's not just haha funny China jokes. It's also like, you know, I'm doing concise political commentary stuff from Terry. Yeah. Um, I'm just yeah, not you sure can't do that. How sophisticated it actually is for the most part. <laughs> you can't do that while you're also joking at the same time about how like all they have to do is write haikus. Uh haikus. It's a funny culture where they have to write poems to get uh, government positions. Isn't it funny that they have these poems? Isn't it funny that they're like they don't have an alphabet, but they have uh, <laughs> there's pictures. pictures funny they pictures. have little pictures. They don't even sound like that. Doesn't even sound like any sort of like Chinese script. That sounds like hieroglyphs. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean the 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 way that the language is talked about though of being like very in in inflection. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, back to it's the wizard just, stuff. Yeah, back to the funny wizards. Uh, I did really enjoy those bits. Terry really just like has gotten to a point where he just has. He knows these guys. He just knows these guys. Like the wizard stuff is just like <laughs> coming out of his little finger like that. Uh, it doesn't even yeah. have to. You know, about there's, it. There's, there's the horny one there's the dean which <laughs> there's is the funny. nerd there's the nerd which is ponder ponder i like I, th- I like that we we get a little hex development um yeah he's nicely Great. seeding <laughs> hogfather like, is that the next one where it's gonna yeah hogfather is pretty part. big for hex um they all they all like asked the they asked it um why <laughs> and it responded because that's really good that's <laughs> like a why that's everything a, that's a douglas Except adams because bit. anything yeah yeah it, mm. it really is yeah it's it's very much like fun existential computer jokes maybe the computer is alive mm-hmm. maybe you know all things strive it's sort of building itself yeah i like the just 
they come back and suddenly there's a mouse living in it. Yeah, it stops working. It seems to have incorporated out. itself. That's the sort like of whenever the programming gears thing. change direction, the mouse goes like. Bleh. Yeah, it's like the sort of programming thing where like there's something that doesn't make any sense, but when you take it out, it stops working. Yeah. Um, was it was it the one was everyone was talking about? It was in Team Fortress Two. There's like a picture of something. It's like cheese. It's like a picture of a cheese or a pie or something. And then when when they tried to take the picture out of the code, the whole game stopped working and wouldn't start. So they just had to leave it there. <laughs> and the, the developers just like I don't know why this yeah. is there or what it does. <laughs> yeah, that's like a classic like programmer thing that like all mm. code just like barely hangs together yeah, with like yeah, yeah. duct tape. <laughs> Mm. yeah i think hex is really fun like the whole like it's an ant farm but it's also mm. like all these other things at this point mm. is yeah is and they've got the fun. computer joke about punching holes on cards but it's because you put the cards in and it, t- it like blocks off things where the ants can run through yeah which i thought was really good just very inspired i think in a lot of yeah. ways as like a you know as a bit how many drugs was he on <laughs> how many drugs was he on do you even think of something like that uh, yeah these are always the bits where it feels like why isn't he writing that book because that's clearly what he enjoys doing yeah he loves the wizards um, I think he just can't think of like a plot yeah like I guess plot but we can with funny counterweight continent. <laughs> it really feels like uh, Terry was on his like I have to write 500 words a day um <laughs> Yeah. Where's the plot? Help! Give me a plot. Uh, Sandrins went to China, I guess. Mm-hmm. I have, it's about that shit writes itself. How, how you just create the same government? He's got like a dartboard on his wall, and he's just <laughs> throwing things at it. Like it is a rinse win story. But it's in China. It's such a shame because this is the dartboard and hits a map. Such a shame because at this point, like Terry revolution. has written some good books like some really good books he has written stuff that is thematically coherent and and competently written and it would have been fun to see if now him coming back to this classic character of Rinswin if he if he now can write a good Rinswin plot and apparently he can't so but it's because the thing about this book I mean it's not it's not huge yet but we're gonna we're gonna get to it but the thing about this plot is it's funny it's like a funny Rincewind plot, but it's also him trying to do the thing that he's been doing recently, which is what if what if deep exploration of X yeah. uh issue yeah. or whatever. And then like there's a lot of torture in this book. <laughs> <laughs> uh reference. I mean the the thing that they said about like, oh the wire vest and the cheese grater was like mm. Well, that's thoughtful. That's more funny torture. There's like not funny torture later. Um, Can't if wait. If I recall correctly, <laughs> and like, <laughs> and there'll be bits where like, sorry, I just heard hammering. I'm just hoping that was like spooky. I'm home alone for the weekend. Um, there'll be like funny torture, but then there'll be like, yeah, then there'll be funny joke, and then they'll be like, oh, funny revolution, but also people are dying in the revolution. <laughs> um, <laughs> And it's like this this whole thing, um, yeah. And then he'll be like, "Oh, it's about like the horrors of oppressive government." Like some of it's like sort of small god stuff. Mm-hmm. Then also Rincewind's just there and having an opinion on it, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is just very weird. He's the person um, I want to ask on about politics. I don't know. He might have. Yeah. They might be better at it than like the other Terry characters because mm. <laughs> better at it than Cohen. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. I don't know, that's... Funny, funny ending. We'll see. But oh. I feel like, God, I, oh, I really, no. really all oh, I. No, does Cohen become like actual Genghis Khan? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> You'll see. Really, all I remember about this book is that Cohen is in it a lot. Yes. Like a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of this is like fairly normal adventure setup stuff. We'll get into the other stuff in the second tier of the Because I forgot a lot of this book, but this is really bringing it back to me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you read this more than once, Chaz? Yeah, I've read all of them at least three times. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think, apart from the newer ones, I haven't read the newer, the like, after Snuff. No. I've done seen academicals, mm. I've only mostly read them once. But the ones up until then I've pretty much read a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do like the sort of I do think that there's some of the political analysis is that I do like the bits where he's talking about how the people don't need whips mm. yeah. anymore just because it's been so oppressive for so long in every facet of their lives that they just mm. it's the yeah. only way to survive. And he's like, I'm gonna try exploiting this. <laughs> Does he feels bad immediately? He's like, this is the worst yeah, thing I've does. ever done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like, I like how it's like uh, the next thing Rincewind will do, he will later regret a lot, and mm-hmm. then like half a page later, it said, and this is when later arrived. <laughs> that was a good. Deal. <laughs> yeah. It's like to be continued now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I just keep thinking that the whole like oppressive government stuff just like worked better in in small gods where like Omnia was a completely made up place that uh, is just like I guess all monotheism, yeah. but uh, you know not not a specific place. It works better than having it be all Asia. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think Omnia had like certain stuff about like oh, it's kind of Catholicism, but not in a specific yeah. country mm. um and to its credit the catholic church really did do <laughs> did a whole lot of torture yeah mm. and a catholic church did be existing in a lot of places in the world that it like yeah makes sense that you mesh them together whereas in this one it's just like there's some bits where like every everything has sun at the end so that's like a japanese joke i japanese guess thing. Mm. yeah um I think it's kind of both a Japanese joke and also like, isn't it funny that we kind of also do this in English? But it's like sun, like oh. Sun. Oh yeah, no, that's funny. I'm laughing. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> Words sound like other things in other countries. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, there was also that thing about like Lord Hong being like, uh, but uh, as beautiful as like the little pictograms are. It's just more practical to have 26 letters like they have in Ankh-Morpork. It's so much better in Ankh-Morpork, which is in England. <laughs> Aren't the English doing it better Aren't than those wacky like, like Chinese? Like a better way of doing it. There's no implications the doing it better. about it. Yeah, <laughs> and English people do it better. <laughs> Objectively false. <laughs> I... But it just doesn't work because like... Because like, Terry already showed that Ankh-Morpork is awful, and then every time it's yeah. like, well, Ankh-Morpork is bad, but at least people have free choice. 
about how to, bad to it is. Die. Yeah, he does it. He does do this all the time, where he's like, he wants to be like, I'm Morpork is terrible to live in, but also isn't it kind of like cool and kind of the best, the best place? Yeah, yeah, he does love it. Is that just England? Um, is that yeah. just England? <laughs> and it does kind of, it does kind of work because, like, if you read like a lot of Discworld books, you do develop a kind of fondness for Ank Morpork, of course, because mm. that's where all your favorite books take place. Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> live there though. That's true. Yeah, like I like to have a river flowing through the city that is not s- sort of stationary and corrosive yeah. in the best of times. Also, not being killed. <laughs> it's technically suicide. <laughs> <laughs> There's no murder in Angmar Park, just suicide. Just suicide. Or assassination. Yeah, which is fine. Um, There's a whole extended Chinese food bit. Which we now that's funny, to. very so for funny. the for the first time by Terry. <laughs> Definitely never made a joke like this before. Isn't it funny that how like here, if you eat the Chinese food, you're gonna order it as like meal one a with extra prawn. And then when you're in China, you can't say that, and you're also just gonna get washing liquid instead of food. Aren't you missing Dibla's sausages? (laughs) Isn't hot dogs just better than Chinese food? (laughs) Would you like a fortune cookie for your for your meal? Yeah, the fortune cookie. It is funny that the fortune cookie says "I'm sorry" and then he gets hit. It's pretty funny. Yeah, they're like moving the tray to make sure he picks that one up specifically. (laughs) They they all said that. Just baked a full selection of uh, fortune cookies cookies <laughs> for when Rincewind shows up. Just going to like my local takeout and, you know, taking it home and then I open the fortune cookie and it says, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> full stop. Uh, all right, normal. What do you yeah. It's like... Oh, go on. No, I was going to say, like, I think it's really worth talking about the white saviour narrative in this, but it's probably better doing in like one of the yeah. later... Yeah, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, where where do you think the white savior narrative is going to go? I think it's going exactly where a white savior narrative always goes, which is that the white guy saves everyone. Mm. Who's the who's the white savior? Well, I thought it was Rincewind, and now I'm thinking it's probably Cohen, which is worse. (laughs) It's they're both bad, but like, I think like I, I I don't know. Rincewind, who doesn't want to be involved, yeah. versus Cohen, who's like telling his friend, "Oh no, you you, st- you set fire to the houses and you rape the women." It's like, so funny, epic! Can't wait till he's in charge. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like in Game of Thrones. <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just I can't remember exactly what happens. Maybe we'll so. love this guy by the time we get to. I can remember uh, quite last a lot. hero, but I'm very down on Cohen right now. Yeah, last. Bad, if you take but... Last Hero as like on its own without like reference to other books, and I think Last Hero is is like a very like sort of sad story about aging, mm. but sort of funny at the same time. See, that's probably true. But if you read this <laughs> series chronologically, yeah, yeah, as okay. I'm doing, you can't do that. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's like we just. We just watched the straight story for Lynchpin and like, when you an alternate version of that movie where it's like the 
tenth in a series of movies where like Alvin Strait was just making rape jokes all the time. <laughs> we were like following Alvin Strait in World War Two, and he was just like a complete like monster. And yeah. then we get to the end, and he's like, "I'm so damaged by my time in World War II. Like, yeah, you would be. <laughs> Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of worried about where this book is going because throughout reading this, you guys were like, "This this first third's like not that isn't bad. that bad," and I just <laughs> what's what's next? Revolution is called the Red Army. Yeah, <laughs> I highlighted funny. that as well. That's an interesting mm. communists. Um, one of the towns is called Sum Dim. Do you get it? Those are Asian words. Mm, it's like dim sum, but backwards, and it, it sounds like funny English words about being silly. Uh, yeah. English authors are never going to be able to resist uh, making, like, coming up with Asian-sounding names that are actually something funny in English. Mm-hmm. That's, um, that, that's a classic joke, I guess. Kind of funny joke about how one of the old guys has orthopedic problems where both of his legs are too short, so he has to have <laughs> corrective <laughs> shoes on both feet. Both of them are shorter than the other, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do we think about the fact that um, Oriental Studies spell A U R? Oh, it's so it, it funny. Because it's where the gold comes from. Name. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. It's not as bad as other stuff, but. No. It's like at least a reference to, I don't know, something that's happened in the other books to do with the counterweight continent, which we know is that they have a lot of gold. Yeah. There's so much gold. And no meat. Mm. And no food. Who's they got the bad the parts of the pig. Yeah. The soldiers, I guess. <laughs> Great stuff about uh, Rincewind speaking the language but the language is like the same words mean so many things depending on we have how you you're intonating the words mm. i was mm-hmm. gonna say things like give me your daughters no your gold mm-hmm. like your mother is a very large hippo <laughs> so it's instead like of classic. instead of yeah instead of saying please stop torturing classic me joke yeah I don't have that much else to say, really. No, me neither. I feel like we've. Got, I just feel like there's a lot more to come that I'm concerned. Yeah, about. this is like the 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 going up part of the roller coaster. Yeah, this is like because because up to this point, like half of what we've read, like took place in Ankh-Morpork Park, and the wizards were there. So we're really like, and when I started mm. reading reading this, I was like, oh, this is fun. I'm bracing myself for what's gonna come next. But like, currently, mm-hmm. I'm still enjoying it. But I know. The racism is coming up. Uh, and then the racism came up. But now I'm also getting worried because, as I said, when I first read it, I've not, I've never even heard of Edward Said. Um, and I also haven't, like, unlocked being a brain genius media understander. So. Yeah, you, you don't even have a podcast. Exactly. At that point. It was. But now you've unlocked that achievement. Yeah. yeah. It is It is no longer in like a faded grey, it's in full colour. But back then, I remember I have I have enjoyed interesting times, at least more than the previous Rincewind books. Um, so, no, but now I'm worried that like all of my enjoyment was actually wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, if you enjoyed it, like it's, it's hard to, I don't know. I, <laughs> I can't speak as someone who's just not finished yeah. it yet. And I don't it's remember well it. <laughs> like, unfortunately, it's well written. Like, yeah, it is. 
that's why it's bad even to use it as an example for sixth graders to learn about how not to write about Asia because there's still like other bits of the book that are fun to read so it's like very it hard to reach fun. that like genius understanding mm. of uh, of reading mm. books where you're like some yeah, parts of it can be good even though like other parts of it are bad as a child i was just like damn i understand that reference that makes yeah. me very smart <laughs> i heard of sushi I, sushi i'm aware of this <laughs> phenomenon i do i've never read it mean, but i'm aware of it yeah i mean they've had squishy and like the other books as well meeting squishy yeah um sushi Oh, is that what the sushi? I don't remember. It's that, so but. funny how, like, I feel like I think in, it's in, sorcery. in all mm. English language media written before like two thousand, the idea of sushi is is like something like disgusting, and f- it's funny how the f- the fish is raw. People just have not, the people have heard of it but have not realized yet that it's actually delicious. <laughs> It's actually one of the nicest foods that like, there is. The, and th- there has been like a pop cultural narrative when now like sushi is like short code for like, I guess like hipster food, but like still something that is like... Well, it's just fancy. I yeah, just or just like kind of fancy food. Yeah, quite fancy. Mm. Apart from like yo sushi, which is just... No, like now my association with, uh, with sushi, like if it comes up in Western media, is like a, a sort of... Um, I haven't seen that movie, but, like, I imagine that they always eat sushi in 500 Days of Summer, because that's, like, usually the vibe that that <laughs> yeah, sushi like in, like, American food, right? movies produces. That there's always... The indie soundtrack is going to be playing, and it's, like, a wacky rom-com. But quirky sushi. Yeah. Yeah, when I, was a, when I was a kid, I just mostly associated sushi with um, Totally Spies, because they used to go for sushi all the time. So it's, like, just Ooh, cool. Just like in Totally Spies. <laughs> I can't believe how... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, Classic. I know. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, luckily, if you're trying to teach children about um, poor representations of Asia in fantasy books, you have, like, a very wide range mm-hmm. of novels to choose from. Mm. Um, so you could pick something worse written than this with less jokes. Yeah. yeah, I read Memoirs of a Geisha. That's not a good book. Ew. That's still lauded as, like... I still see that on, like, recommended tables and bookshops, and oh. it's like... Still? I don't know about that one, chief. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure about that? I remember when, when it was, like, the cultural moment that that is high literature, but I feel, I feel like I... It might have been, like, after the movie came out when suddenly everyone realized that it's actually bad. Yeah, I think so. Movies can be quite good for that sometimes. Yeah, yeah so it well, forces something people becomes, to re-examine the Something text. becomes really popular and then everyone's like, huh, thinking about this again. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah, it's kind <laughs> of when, when like, the Rent movie with, uh, came out, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Well, the Rent movie, because the Rent movie was like a lot worse than the musical yeah. as well. So mm. it's sort of... Because, you know, the thing with musicals is that often you can disguise issues by, like, having, like, good energy yeah. and, like, being fun to watch. Mm. And then, but there's a different experience watching a movie, and it's a lot easier to see all the ways in which it's actually bad. Yeah, yeah. If you're playing everything dead straight. Yeah, when yeah. you're when you're in the theater, just like just the pure fact that people are singing on stage can like completely sidetrack you so much. <laughs> yeah. Not gonna pay attention to any issues because you're like having such a great time watching yeah. these people sing. <laughs> We've seen six the yeah. musical. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which was like 
The soundtrack is laughable, and you know it still it's is. It's pretty but bad, but like you know, you just sort of have a fun like, time. <laughs> until until um, the third wife comes on, that was a snooze fest. That was a Eurovision ballad, if I yeah, never heard one. Boring. But about Henry the Eighth, the real king. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Oh, Listeners, you're you're only gonna hear like Robin say, uh, but watching it on stage is like, but you miss like the fun like little motion that you did. So. Um. <laughs> I didn't even realize it. I just did like a little side to side. This is fine. This is en- fine. I'm I'm enjoying myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, it's because I can see you guys. Yeah. I think I'm just like oh, I know you're allowed to do gestures. <laughs> yeah. Physical comedy. See, most of my comedy is physical comedy, and so the problem with the podcasting format is that you can't see my funny physical comedy. <laughs> Or if um, we did like a Joe Rogan and just did video recordings mm. of this as well. That's what the Trusha Make You Fred podcast does. That they really their Patreon reward is that you can watch videos of their episodes. <laughs> I don't like that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> do what Pay you want. Do what you want with your Patreon, but that's like a little parasocial. <laughs> that yeah. Yes, I simply pay, I don't. I pay us money shit. so you can also see us. <laughs> Yeah, that's the new that's the new one hero too. If you if you pay us money, you'll get a video of us recording it, but my feet will be in frame for the entirety <laughs> of the podcast. For so which like, you should charge a lot more. Yeah, so the this is the the fifteen pound um reward tier is that it's just like feet cam. There's like a separate camera that's like uh-huh. always on the feet. Chaz, get your foot up again and yeah, I'll give do God. a little screenshot. So many keys to hit. All right. I don't have a chastity sock on, so that's terrible. <laughs> Posting raw feet. <laughs> Great content. Ooh, don't even have a foot condom. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> George is gonna love well. this. <laughs> George is going to be like, oh, he will never know. <laughs> George doesn't listen back to the episode. No, but I posted a screenshot <laughs> in the Discord. Oh, sweet. This is a really great emotions going on. Yeah, post it on the, post it on, on the Twitter with like, now the new $15 Patreon tier. <laughs> Nick preview. Picks. Okay. They're already clapping. Yeah, they are clapping their feet together. Um, I, th- I think we should pull this. I forgot that we were still recording. <laughs> Let's. I think we should pull it to a close. Yeah, yeah this I sounds think, like I think the end of an episode. We're getting to disintegrate. Um, yeah. <laughs> this has been Who Watches the Watch talks about interesting times. A bit short this week, but that's fine. It gives me less to edit, which is good. I have yeah. so much to do, um, yeah. and I've got to write Hotspot tomorrow. Be fine. <laughs> do your best work. Rushed. Very very funny. Um, quote from quote. Quote. <laughs> Very funny quote. tweet from Desert Island Discworld saying, "Fun fact: uh, the truth wasn't originally going to be called the truth when it was in an initial planning stages. It was the working name for it was Interesting Times. It's pretty good. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's a joke or actually true. I'm assuming it's a joke, but now I'm not sure. It's got to be it's a joke because be he'd already published Interesting yeah. Times. Yeah, yeah. Well, he said it was uh, six years before it was eventually published. Oh." <laughs> I don't think it's true. <laughs> it's got to be a joke. Um, Al, you, you got to tell, tell me tell if, if you're joking. Al, I don't understand humor. <laughs> I'm one of those people who posts on obviously edited tweets being like, is this real? I can't believe this is true. <laughs>
Did someone say this? Um. Anyway, this has been us doing interesting times. Um. Next <laughs> week we'll be doing the second part of interesting times, and George will be here, maybe. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um. And Hopefully. we'll get into some more info. Uh. If you if you love this and you can donate to our Patreon, we put the money up because we're money grabbing <laughs> fake woke leftists. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh. To three three euro three euros. The heart spell. Yes. You can get the other stuff at the moment, I think, for one euro. But it's taking us. Listen, heart spell takes a lot out of it. <laughs> it's we're writing a, a we're novel writing a full ass book. Yeah, we're writing a novel, and uh, Patreon takes almost all the money from our poor starving mouths. <laughs> it is not a good website. Um, no. Yeah. Speaking of which, like, uh, maybe check your payment info because Patreon has been declining some. Uh, <laughs> Some some of your donations. Um, Listen, this may sound like we're begging for money, <laughs> and it's not, not not that begging for money. We're just you know, if you if you're already if you think you're giving us money, you might not. You might not be. Double check. You might not be. Um, that's just for that our, our, our special not, our special lads. <laughs> um, if you if you entered the wrong credit card info on purpose, so you can get our <laughs> bonus content okay. and shout outs. Then I you're, respect you're a, that. You're a genius. Yeah. <laughs> just send me instead if you want to replace the information. Just send me your credit card info. Yeah. Through a Twitter DM. Yeah, and that'll be mm. fine. I'll sort it. Yeah. So that's three years now. Uh, I just I spelled patron wrong in the tweet. Yeah. I said if you're one, if you're on fine. the one if you're on the one <laughs> euro on. tier, you you're gonna have to like manually change to the three euro tier because. Yeah, I'm sorry. Patreon doesn't let <laughs> let us edit uh, tier prices, which makes sense because that would be an easy way to steal yeah. money from people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we just rank it up to like a we thousand. Just like, yeah, so it just takes a thousand out of you. Yeah, that's a really logical reason. Yeah, actually. yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Or well, you can do as if any of you guys have a thousand in your account. That's no, no. one here. Yeah, uh, or you can pay five and get your name shouted out, like. Uh, good friends, these people. Uh, yes. Thank you to <laughs> the uh, Rinsflower Stan patrons, um, whom are Big Titty Goth Threadwife. Oh, Big Titty Goth Threadwife. Big Flat Bunt. Bunt. Uh, boyfriend of the show, Tom, aka Hank the Tank. Tank. Justin Crandall. Exactly. <laughs> okay, this is something. <laughs> Rise and grind memes for such as teens. And Teens, are they in your computer? Event DM. It's more likely than you think. DM, and, DM um, me no now <laughs> your credit card details. Evan extra special. Uh, Evan famously loves when people make jokes about DMs. Um, yeah, I'm sure it doesn't happen very often. Yeah, but he doesn't listen, so it's fine. That's true. Uh, <laughs> and a very special thanks to the uncles of the show on the Beyond Strong in the Arm tier. Uh, whomst are Carrot Lime, Agnes, Sarah Lime McClintock, wire. and Slime Simon. Uh, just a reminder, if you want to get a physical copy of Heartspell when it's ready, TM, TM. When it's ready, in a few weeks. Yeah, if you subscribe to the to the 10 euro tier, um, you we will, will get it. it There's probably going to be like some sort of cutoff thing. Uh, but like, if you If you subscribe now to the 10 euro tier, you will guaranteed... Get a physical copy of Hotspot. 
For you to love and cherish forever um, and not look back on in 10 years and be like, what the fuck do I have? <laughs> yeah, when, once we get milkshake ducked. Um, yeah. You're like, yeah. everyone's going to be like posting pictures of them like burning their heart spell copies. Yeah. <laughs> Which, fair well, enough. They still bought it, so. Yeah. It's going to be like fucking, what's her name? Jeanette Winterson, who was like burning her own books today <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> going to be um, great when everyone will have that. to like surgically remove their heart spell tattoos they got because mm. your your like big wheel keep on spinning tattoo that you have yeah yeah because yeah i posted something terrible <laughs> because i posted <laughs> because because we post feet yeah yeah we finally reached the uncut version of the episodes where um george just says slurs the yeah. entire uh-huh. time and we clap yeah and we're going wow i love to hear them actually <laughs> <laughs> um anyway <laughs> You know the score. You can join the Discord if you want. You can read Orientalism by Edward Said mm-hmm. if you want, or any Great further book. texts about that sort of, you know, that phenomenon. Mm. Um, there's probably a YouTube video on it you could watch. Let's <laughs> <laughs> watch so, Hank Green describe Orientalism oh, no, oh, <laughs> Not Hank Green, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Someone who understands we should do, anything. We should do what Lindsay Ellis did and, like, just link one of our Asian <laughs> friends... <laughs> Here to follow <laughs> just one of them. Like follow follow Asian people. Just one of one of them. Um, and also and all, all these all these white, white friends. Yeah, we and also yeah. That's praxis. That's praxis. Uh, what? Listen to Red Scare. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> this is who watches the watch. We'll see you next week. Big wind, keep on rinsing. <laughs> Big rinse, keep on winding. Um, uh, two. Rinse flower forever, I guess. Rinse flower but... reunion next week, maybe. Maybe yeah. week after. Um, don't stand Cohen, uh, I guess. Don't stand Cohen. Cohen's cancelled. I call Cohen's out post. Yeah. Uh, it's just this Cohen is just is like the Genghis, the Genghis Khan cancellation tweet thread. <laughs> But it's Genghis Cohen. Genghis Cohen is problematic. Yeah. When we when we do last hero, it's gonna be like when fucking WWE put like Hulk Hogan in their Hall of Fame after like fucking he already did all the racism. Oh, people people hated that, didn't they? They did. Like booed. Yeah. And they're gonna hate it when we say nice things about Cohen in two years. Two years. I don't know. Anyway, bye. (laughs) Anyway, we'll see you next week. Bye bye. Love you. Bye. listening to a good episode productions network podcast see the website for more details